Hey there, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Betting Pros NFL podcast brought to you by PlayMGM. I'm your host, Dan Harris. You can find me on Twitter at DanHarris80. Today, we're going to be breaking down some of our favorite team futures bets, such as the AFC and NFC champ, the Super Bowl winner, as well as some playoff teams and division winners that we like at their current odds. And with me to break it all down is Alex Kaloje, sports betting writer for The Score, and a swell fellow, if I do say so myself. You can find him on Twitter at Alex Kaloje, and I'm going to spell that for you because his last name is usually one of the final words on the National Spelling Bee. It's at Alex K-O-L-O-D-Z-I-E-J. Did I spell that right, Alex? You did, yes. Honestly, the, the spelling bee, that's such a good little wrinkle to throw in there. I've never heard that before. I, has a single teacher ever gotten your name right? That's my real question no. without asking you first. No, it's been it's been close, and I'm, I'm a pretty harsh um, grader when it comes to that. you got to get it spot on. I'm, I'm not going to give you any leniency when it comes to it. So there have been people who have been close, but no cigar on that. So... Yeah, man, it's 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 been a tough uh, tough decade and a, and a half of school trying to get teachers to get my last name right for sure. Honestly, I prefer it because my last name is uh, you know Harris, it's so easy to pronounce. That you know when I was in college, everybody like the teachers would just when they were looking for someone to call on, they'd have my name and they'd be like, yeah, I can pronounce that one. I bet they probably avoided you like the plague because they were like, I, I don't I don't even know. What yeah, to yeah, it was it was all mostly just Alex K, and then we just kind of left it at that, and so I, I was like perfectly content with that. I like it. All right. Well, Kaloja, I got it. I, I nailed it on the first try. I definitely didn't ask you five times before we started recording how to pronounce it so I didn't mess it up. So everybody just knows that that's exactly what happened. So look, before we get into uh, all our, our team futures bets, look, I like to hear about people's journeys into how they got into sports betting, because frankly, I, I think throughout my career, both in fantasy and sports betting, the question that I get asked the most by people is, how did you get into this even from the start? So Alex... How did you get into this even from the start? Sure, yeah. Um, so back in high school when I was about a freshman or sophomore, 14 or 15 years old, um, grew up in a sports household. So we always had sports on and it was just one of those things where, you know, I started to learn about it from one of my family members. And mind you, we had always done Super Bowl pools and squares. So I, I kind of understood that concept of it, but I didn't really understand spreads, didn't understand totals. And I had a family member ask me if I wanted to <laughs> bet with him on an LSU-Alabama game on a nice uh, October Saturday in the fall and had jumped on and, and won my first $5 bet on the LSU-Alabama over 48. And from then on, it was just kind of basically just kind of injected into my veins. You know, I mean, I'm, I think the next day I had NFL action too. Um, and I actually How old are you, by the way, at this point? How old are you? Like 10 or what? At this point, I'm 14. And, oh. you know, instead of, um, you know, going out to hang out with my friends after football practice, I was getting home and going on covers.com and looking at the matchups for the day. And it's funny because I'm the third boy in my family. I have two older brothers and we all came out of a, a very prestigious high school playing football. And, you know, it was one of those things where I was working towards getting a scholarship, but I, I just love sports betting and it, and it seemed to distract me from a lot of um, daily practices and, and stuff that I'm probably not proud to say in hindsight, but at the same time, looking at, at, at how I got to where I am now, it was probably worth it because I ended up playing NAIA football for a year and a half and then got out of there. But, um, yeah, it was just one of those things where I'd always grew up. I always grown up a sports fan, and then getting into that just kind of opened up my mind a little bit to to a new industry. And you know, I'd always been motivated to want to do something in the sports field. And 
after starting sports management in college, I kind of, you know, left that and got into more numbers. And it's funny because I'm not exactly a numbers guy. I always hated math and kind of took a, a, an approach to writing and kind of always had the, the betting background. So after a couple stints as, um, as a reporter and, and doing some columns and stuff, I, I, I found a job with the score as their main betting writer. And then the, the rest is kind of history. So yeah, so what do you do over at the score exactly? I mean, are you are you focusing on on futures in particular, or do you do the the wide range of things, or what? Yeah, we do a, a wide range of, of basically everything. We cover everything from UFC to NFL to MLB, pretty much any sport under the sun. And, and what's great about it is, you know, you work for a prominent sports media site, and we do a lot of very general stuff. And you know, you'll you'll find we do a lot of March Madness stuff, Super Bowl stuff, futures stuff, but. There is a lot of freedom and a lot of creativity that we have, um, and luckily I've been fortunate enough to, to have bosses and supervisors who I can talk to and say, hey, you know, this is, you know, the prominent storyline, but I also have something that I'd like to write about on one of the smaller schools because I think it'd be a cool betting angle. So we, we really do, I know it sounds cliche, but we really do a lot and pretty much everything under the sun from, you know, marquee matchups to stuff that betters might not think of and it's always fun to do research pieces and, and kind of bring new things to light and I really enjoy that aspect of it especially being able to cover a lot of different markets yeah and is your focus generally football do you cover pretty much every sport or what yeah pretty much everything it's funny because you know while I I, I truly enjoy writing about college football um, and then me the better um, it's funny, I haven't played an MLB line or total in the last couple months, but I love betting on AAA. So, um, really, AAA. I just like AAA baseball. Has I love been it. Fun. Mexican League baseball has been fun. Just a lot of niche markets, WNBA. Um, so, you know, between writing and, and, and being a gambler myself, it, I feel like I'm kind of well-versed in staying on top of things and really just diversifying different kinds of markets and, and being able to help people out in, in different areas and stuff's been really, really fun the last year. Yeah, that's awesome. We focus uh, on this podcast on the NFL, but I will say, because you brought something up, betting on the WNBA is one of my favorite things because I feel <laughs> like I feel like the markets don't react as they should. And a lot of times when I'm looking at sort of, you know, my projections for over-unders in particular, they're just, you know, very different than what the over-unders are, are set by the uh, sports book. So WNBA, especially given the fact that there's like this long stretch of kind of nothing going on and All-Star Weekend in particular when they're really uh, that that whole week when there's no uh, sports going on whatsoever. I'm like heavy into the WNBA. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah it really is. I, I, I It's it's really enjoyable, frankly. And it is something where uh, if you pay attention, you can really um, you can make some money there um, going to that. I, I do love everything about your story. My sort of background is kind of similar. The one thing I do want to make clear is we at Betting Pros do not necessarily advocate um, gambling when you are 14. We want you to be of age. I mean, it worked for Alex, um, even though nobody could pronounce his last name for his entire life. He's obviously had a very successful career so far. But again, you know, gamble responsibly, everybody. It's, okay, wait wait until you're of age. I'll tell you this, Dan. There's nothing that haunts me more than being 14 years old and I think three weeks into my betting career. Uh, after the Seahawks 49ers Monday night football game went under the total by about 20 points and I had the over, I had my mom write me a check for my losses. And she said, if you gamble again, I am going to disown you. And let's just say that I did not register 
Um, Does she listen? Is she going to listen to this podcast? Does she know where you live now? I'll probably send it to her. Tell her I I gave her a shout out. But it's funny because, you know, I I grew up in a family of gamblers and, you know, nothing to the extent of of really what I'm doing. But we they always loved going to Vegas. They loved going to the local casinos. They always played Super Bowl Super Bowl squares. My dad scratches off lottery tickets so much. I'm I'm sure he has carpal tunnel in his um, in his left hand. Um, but it, it, again, it's just one of those things where they laugh about it because of, of how I grew up and what I was around and to see me doing it as a full-time job now is actually probably a little bit ironic, but you know, there are times during the college football season when it's Saturday and I'm up at about four thirty-five, getting the coffee ready and I'll FaceTime my mom and she's like, all right, who do you got today? I'm like, all right, listen here. We need the Spartans to cover the 13 or else I'm going to need you to send me your retirement fund. But it's just, it's, 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 it's super lighthearted and they definitely support it. And it's, you know, it's just one of those things that's, that's funny looking back on how things used to be and, and where they are now. Sure. Well, Miss Kaloja, if you're listening, don't worry, we're going to give some good advice today. Uh, so as I said, we're going to be talking about some team future bets today, including some of our favorites to win the division and make the playoffs and then get all the way to the Super Bowl. But before we get into it, I do want to briefly talk about one of our sponsors, PlayMGM, and specifically the PlayMGM Sports app. Look, in some states, it's kind of difficult to figure out where and how to place your bet. But if you live in New Jersey, or if you drive through New Jersey, or if you want an excuse to visit your third cousin in New Jersey, then placing a sports bet could not be easier. Just download the PlayMGM Sports app, and you can place a sports wager straight from the app on essentially any sport you want. And here's the best part. When you use our offer code Harris, that's my last name, Harris, then your first wager of up to $100 is risk-free. Seriously, use our promo code, place a wager of $25 or more on your first bet, and if you lose, PlayMGM is going to credit your account up to $100 in cash. You've heard the phrase, nothing is certain but death and taxes, well, amend it to nothing is certain but death and taxes, and not losing your first wager on the PlayMGM Sports app. When you use the promo code Harris, you got to be 21 years or older. And although you can sign up and easily deposit money anywhere, you must be in the state of New Jersey to place a sports bet. Visit playmgm.com for the full list of terms and conditions and make sure to wager responsibly. If you've got a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, Alex, let's get into it. And I think maybe the best way to do it is kind of build this like a little pyramid. You know, let's start with a division winner or two that you like based on their current odds. And after that, we'll do the same thing with playoff teams followed by our AFC and NFC champs, and then Super Bowl winners, okay? Yeah, sounds great, man. You want to start it off, Dan? Yeah, well, for our odds, we're going to be using bettingpros.com consensus odds, and bettingpros takes a bunch of odds that are available in the market, and they give you the consensus of what's out there. And that's kind of the gist of what you're going to see over at bettingpros.com. It's like fantasy pros, but for sports betting. In addition to original content, you're going to see consensus odds from across sports books, consensus picks from over 150 experts for pretty much every NFL bet available for the season each week, and you can see accuracy ratings, so you can decide who you want to go with. And we've got a really lot of tremendous stuff over there, so make sure to go to bettingpros.com and just look around. You're really going to like what you see. All right, if you want me to start it off, my friend, then I am going to start it off with the Packers uh, to win their division, to win the NFC North. Now, I talked about them in our inaugural show. I like them at over nine wins, even though they've got a brutal schedule to start. And like odds makers, they, they basically see this as a toss-up division, right? They forget about the Lions, who are at plus 1,300. I actually don't hate them to win the division at those odds, but I'm not going to get into that too much. The Bears are at plus 175. The Vikings are at plus 200. And the Packers are at plus 200. So it's basically a toss-up. I like the Packers generally this year. I've talked about it before. 
The defense is going to be much better. They're not going to allow 25 points per game. And regardless of what you think of Matt LaFleur, the offense is probably going to be better and Rodgers is motivated. And the entire NFC North, they, they have the same schedule, essentially, right? I mean, they all play the AFC West and they all play the NFC East. The difference is that the Packers finished third last year, so they get to play last year's third place finisher in the NFC West and the NFC South. So while the Bears get the Saints and the Rams, the Packers are going to get the Panthers and the 49ers. So I think it's going to be a close division, but I will take two to one on my money for the Packers to win that division. What's your favorite one? I'm, I'm glad you said that. I'm not going to agree with you wholeheartedly as a con- as a concrete Packers answer, but I will say this. The Bears are a team. I'm from Chicago, and last year's run was, was awesome. Um, I didn't think that the Bears were going to take the step that they were going to take last season. Obviously, with, with Matt Nagy and, and Trubisky in, in year two, I thought that there was some hope on the horizon, but I didn't see a 12-4 and record um, at all. This is a team that's getting a lot of attention, um, whether it be in the futures market. Um, Trubisky, I know, is a popular pick for MVP in some shops in Las Vegas. Um, but personally, they're a team I, you know, I, I talk to a lot of a lot of really smart guys. And before coming into the season, I had a list of win totals that I liked. I, I crowdsourced. I talked to guys and to see if I can get some consensus plays. And, and one of the plays that um, came back consistently was Chicago under nine and a half in the futures yep. market on their win total. That was one that I that I had no problem taking. <clears throat> so yeah, it's gonna it's it's not gonna be great rooting against my team, but I, I feel like the Bears are certainly overvalued in this spot. Um, I don't have a clear-cut winner for the NFC North, but if it came down to it, I'm split between the Vikings and the Packers. Minnesota, to me, is just a team that's so tough to figure out because they have so much talent, and I just don't understand how they're going to play scheme-wise. Last season, I thought that with Kirk Cousins and Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen that they would have a just a, a great passing offense with, with DiFilippo there, and obviously that didn't work out. So they're kind of in flux right now, and they're, they're a team that I really – I want to trust, but I don't know if I can trust. But yeah, when I when I initially scanned these odds, I, I I looked at the Packers too, and they're a team that's interesting as well, just because I don't exactly know what the consensus opinion on the Packers are. Because to me, it's Aaron Rodgers, and he masks a lot of the team's flaws to the extent that I don't even know if the Packers are good or if Aaron Rodgers just makes the team look a lot better than they really are. But again, they, they have a lot of potential in the secondary, and I think their pass rush is going to be better this year, and Mike McCarthy being out is addition by subtraction. So to me, this I, I don't have any play in the NFC North, but I will say this, I, I would not recommend um, taking the Bears to win the division at their price. Yeah, the Bears are plus 175. I agree. I mean, I like the Vikings a lot. I'm going to get into them a little later, I think, because I do think, frankly, to win the NFC uh, to win the NFC as a whole and possibly to win the Super Bowl, I really like their odds there for kind of the reasons that you said. They've got a lot of things that can really go right for them. I mean, they've got stuff that can go wrong, but I think bringing in Kubiak to change the offense a little bit, hopefully— um, to get them go. Their defense is still going to be great, so I think they can. But just to win the division, I, I kind of feel like the Packers, especially, again, given the schedule, they've everybody's got the, the same schedule. That's the way it works in the division. In addition to playing, I see basically the Bears, the Vikings, and the Packers kind of beating up on each other. And I think that the difference might be, and again, with Rodgers, as you said, he's really what makes the team go. And as, so long as he's healthy, I think they have a really good shot to win that division. So a 2-1, to one, I will definitely take that. Perfect. Yeah. And, and the Lions too. I know you said, you know, 13 to one, they're a team that I feel like 
a, a lot of sharps to me are, are split on. I know guys who really like them this year, and I know people who think that they're just going to stay in the basement of the NFC North. So I didn't really talk about Detroit all that much. And I think there are going to be some good spots to play Detroit. Um, I actually jumped on them week one a couple months ago when they were a pick at Arizona. And I don't know if that's going to be the, the last time that I play on them this season, but I'm, I'm extremely curious to see how that team starts out because after Arizona, it gets a little rough and they could look like a one and four team by the end of, uh, by the end of week five, week six. And then, you know, having a guy like Matt Patricia who didn't have a lot of things go right on and off the field last season, it's, I'm, I'm curious to see how that team responds if they do fall into a one and four hole with the schedule early, but re- a really, really intriguing division to me nonetheless. Yeah, I really, I mean, I don't, exp- I'm, you can certainly put me on the side of the uh, of the coin that thinks the Lions are going to be pretty terrible this year. But at plus 1,300, again, it's it's not one that I'm not putting it's any money NFL, on. It's the NFL, Dan. It's the <laughs> NFL. It's the, you never know what's going to happen. I agree. You know, I, it, it's true. You really don't because anybody could, could really surprise at any given time. But for me, at plus 1,300, and maybe that's exactly why, I, I there is a, a way that I could see them somehow being decent. I, I don't think it's the most probable sort of path towards it, but especially to win the division. I mean, not to make any noise in the playoffs because I really don't see them being great other than that. But to win the division, you could see a scenario where they're better than expected and where every other team in the NFC North just beats the heck out of each other. And the Lions, of course, have the easiest schedule of the teams in the NFC North. So I, I could see a scenario where they somehow finish 9-7 and seven and everybody's kind of 8-8 eight and, eight and get in. But it's certainly not something where I'm going to be going. <laughs> okay, we have spent a lot of time on the NFC North. So any other division, at what division winner is your favorite, basically, see, the see, odds in the market? Yeah, yeah. The reason that I let you go first is because I didn't want to start off with my pick. And honestly, I... <laughs> I hate to say this, but I still think that the Patriots are short on their division odds at minus 550. Um, I, you're going <laughs> to – I don't even know where to start with this because it's 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 funny because when we do our division predictions, we talk about value plays. And I think the common misconception is that when you have a value play, you're typically talking about long shots. But in reality, you're talking about something that's a lot shorter or longer than than you perceive it to be. And honestly, I, I still think that New England's short on this um, – the division price at minus 550. Um, you know, we've heard a lot of talk about the Jets and the Bills taking the next step, and and, and they probably do with Darnold and, and Josh Allen, respectively. But there needs to be a lot that goes wrong for the Patriots and a lot that goes right for one of those two teams. And I, and I seriously don't think that even with, you know, Brady a year older and Gronk out, that enough happens for the Patriots to lose fewer than 10 games this season um you know I, I think that they're a raw floor team of 10 wins and I just don't see New York or Buffalo and forgive me but Miami I, I apologize for not talking to you or putting you into this equation but between the Jets and the Bills I just do not see that big of a leap for one of those teams and that big Look, drop Mi- off the Miami Miami is plus 4,000 to win the division okay you never know you said it yourself you <laughs> I never did. know these okay? are all professionals a... right <laughs> look but, I I Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, again, I, I, you know, I don't want to. I know it might come off like a square pick, but this is this is one of those situations to me where you're going to have to make the number more outrageous for me not to put something down on the Patriots to win that division. Because out of gonna, curiosity, what what would that number be? What would that number I, be where you would be like, no, too much? I, I would have taken anything under 750. To be perfectly honest with you, that's that was my cap, and I I would still take it. I think um, DK right now is the highest at minus 625, and I would still take. I, again. There just needs to be, and, and you know what, if, if Tom Brady 
suffers an injury week one and, and things go off the rails, then, you know, that's just something you can't cap. But if, if you gave me the New England team right now on paper against everybody else, um, I just don't see a significant drop-off and a significant bump-up from one of those teams um, enough times for where I'd have to break even on that. I certainly think that saying that minus 575, which is actually the consensus rankings, it, it's not enough. I, I, I get that completely. I, I really, it's very difficult, absent a Brady injury, um, to see any other team winning that division. Now, it, I mean, it's interesting what you're saying. We'll get to that as sort of in our next segment when we talk about playoff teams. But I do expect the Jets and Bills to be better, and I like their odds. They're actually going to be my favorite. Spoiler alert, they're going to be my favorite <laughs> odds to make the playoffs. But I agree that winning the division just does not seem feasible. But again, you know, you do that minus 575, you're, you're going to have to wager a pretty penny to make any uh, significant buck there. So, But again, I'm not going to fault you just for taking what is essentially a layup if you think that the odds are better than they are. The other team that I really kind of stuck out to me are the Texans at plus 275 to win the division. Now, again, my guess is these odds are going to change pretty soon because, it, you know, last I heard anyway, it, it does not sound optimistic for Luck to make the first game. I don't know whether or not that's changed um, today or anything like that. Um, you know, with nearly 3-1 to one odds, I would take the Texans. They've, they've you know... The offensive line, I, I hesitate to say it's going to be good because, you know, they've spent some draft capital there. It's going to be better, at least, than what it was last year. Watson is going, continuing to improve. I like the addition of Duke Johnson. DeAndre Hopkins is amazing. I like their receiving core, if assuming that QT and Will Fuller can both stay healthy, which is a big if. And, of course, their defense is great. They've won that division three of the last four years. They're going to be in the mix. And, again, even if Luck starts, even if he starts the year, he takes a lot of hits throughout the year. It's whatever's going on with an ankle that's something that can easily be re-injured. So at plus 275, that was the other team that stuck out to me as value that I liked. Yeah, so Houston, I'm actually on the opposite side of. They are one of the three win totals that I have along with Chicago's under um, and Washington's under at 6.5. But I grabbed some uh, some Texans under 8.5 this season just based off last season going from facing the easiest schedule to this year they face the toughest schedule. I love me some Deshaun Watson. I love the offense, but the pass defense worries me after last season um, and the turnover margin as well. And it's funny because you look at last season with that overtime game against, I believe it was Dallas that started that nine-game win streak. You know, if they lose that game, what's what's the overall team mood and how does the season you know, does it does it completely unravel, and how do we perceive the Texans from there on out? Um, but again, the Texans were one of those teams that I kind of crowdsourced and, and saw what everybody else was on, and and got some good feedback on that. So they're a, they're a team that I actually have um, the win total on under eight and a half for the season. The AFC South to me is just it's bananas because I feel like every team, maybe outside of the Colts, is an eight and eight team, or they could be five and eleven and or eleven and five. They could be anywhere, and I and I really wouldn't bat an eye if the if the Titans ended up winning eleven games and winning the division. I'd say, oh, okay, yeah, yeah I, I could have totally seen that. If the Jaguars finished four and twelve or four and t- or twelve and four, I'd say, you know, what? yeah, that, that that makes sense. You know, I just feel like there's so much fluctuation with these teams. They could go either way. That I'm just kind of like I. I, I have no idea what's going to happen. And, yeah, and, and, I think and it feels like that every year, to be completely honest with you. Yeah, the South is really, it is a tough <laughs> division. Well, especially with Luck's injury. I think I think it's very, it, it's tough. If Luck were fully healthy, I wouldn't like the Texans at their odds yeah, right yes. now. Because I just think that the Colts are, are really a great team when he's healthy. With the injury, I like it. I do not see a path for that. I mean, if the Titans finish 11-5, and five, I, you know, you can. I'm going to be shocked. I, I just, I don't trust 
Mariota whatsoever. I know, you know, Rabel can, can get them to play fine. They all have a tough schedule, as sort of you mentioned. But that is the thing with the division. It's less about, you know, they all have a tough schedule. Mm-hmm. Everyone in the South has a tough schedule, essentially. Um, so I, I do think, frankly, and for all the reasons you said, I think the points about the Texans are valid. They were certainly lucky last year. They do have a tough schedule. But I could see if the Colts, uh, you know, have to deal with a luck injury. I, I really do think that the Texans are, are going to surprise people because I, I, I do think that they've addressed a lot of the holes, kind of, not all of them, but certainly some of them enough. And again, if QT and Will Fuller can finally stay healthy, and I really like the addition of Duke Johnson. So I, I do think they're going to be better than last year, and I think that'll balance out some of the luck that they got. Well, you know, even, again, I'm a Bears fan, and I'm a fan of whoever makes me money, but the Texans, too, watching them, they're a fun team to watch. A lot of talent. They, I know a lot of the draft hasn't panned out, but... Some of the guys that they draft, I, I, I'm a big fan of Will Fuller. Obviously, Hopkins is probably still, to me, one of the more underrated receivers in the league, even though he's a top-five guy. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're just a fun team to watch, and I think the potential's through the roof. Um, I, I, you know, I'm not excited to be on the win total under this year because I, I'm a big Deshaun Watson fan. I like watching the offense run. Um, but, unfortunately, I'm going to be rooting against him every week, which is um, not going to be fun. Well, you're not welcome on this podcast again. Thank I mean, you, I think I that's it. that's just what we've got to do, okay? <laughs> I mean, that's where we got to go. All right, so any other division winners that you like at their current odds? You know, I, I will touch on one, and I feel, it always sucks when you come into a season and you're kind of high on a team, and then you come to find out that the entire market's high on them. But I will talk about the NFC South right now. I do like the Falcons at plus 325. Um, again, I... I I liked Matt Ryan coming into the year. I thought that I was uh, going to be in the minority of people who were on the Falcons this year, but it seems like every show that I watch, every NFL show, um, they talk about the Falcons being a sleeper, which doesn't exactly make me go to sleep happy at night. But <laughs> um, again, Steve Sarkeesian out is an addition by subtraction. Watching them last season, I watched a lot of Atlanta games. The play calling was atrocious. He didn't tap into the offensive potential on the team. I feel like a lot of the players were misused. Play calling was downright atrocious. And, you know, I know Dirk Cotter didn't have a great stint in Tampa, but, you know, he was in Atlanta for a couple of years. And um, during those two seasons, Matty Ice actually threw the ball more and, and had a, a few really, really good seasons with Cotter um, as the OC. And I think with Calvin Ridley as the complement to Julio Jones and, you know, the tight ends and skill corps, I think that offense is, is going to be a lot better. And the, the true version of what we're accustomed to seeing with Atlanta's offense and not like last season. And then obviously the defense is, you know, I can't remember the last time a Falcons defense had, a, a you know, a really, really stout unit. Um, but last season were one of the most injured teams, lost uh, Deion Jones and Keanu Neal really, really early. And so um, if they can avoid the injury bug, I think that this is a solid team. And, um, you know, again, not to spoil, but they're a team that I think is a, is is a good value play to make the playoffs as well. And I like them at plus 325 to win the NFC South. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, of course, their defense was basically entirely injured uh, all last year. You know, they've got some issues maybe on the offensive line. But, uh, you know, certainly as a team that could surprise, I mean, they've got to overtake the Saints. And it really depends on on whether or not you think uh, that that this is kind of going to be the end for Breeze or whether they're going to be almost as good as they were. Uh, last year but in the end they're, they're really not a bad pick I kind of like the Panthers too but I'm going to save them because I want to talk about them a little later so okay just to wrap up you have the Patriots which I think are at minus 575 and the Falcons at plus 325 I personally kind of like the Texans at plus 275 which you hate and the <laughs> Packers at plus 200 um all right so one 
Sorry. So why don't we? Uh... Hate is a strong word. Dan. No, no, I no. Say, I heard hate. I, I heard hate. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I heard hate. I heard hate. And and you're going to be rooting strongly against them. All right. So let's go to teams to make the playoffs. And obviously, we're talking about lower odds here. Um, I mean, you can get great odds on teams like the Dolphins, who are plus nine hundred, or the Bengals, or the Cardinals, who are plus seven hundred. But you're not usually going to get a huge return. So who are your favorite bets here to make the playoffs yeah I'm, I'll, I'll kind of go a little bit rapid fire here I'll, I'll give you one that isn't necessarily a plus money play but a, a team that i think is an absolute lock to make the playoffs and that's the philadelphia eagles at minus 175 um i'll save them because i'm going to talk about them a little bit later down the road but i think just talent wise they stack up with anybody um and, and again i'm not high on the uh the dallas cowboys this season um so Philly is my pick to make the playoffs at minus 175. Another team that I think nobody's really talking about this season due to what's happened in the offseason, and that's the Steelers. Uh, right now they are even money to make the playoffs. I still think this team is uber-talented. I think James Washington is ready to step into a number two role uh, alongside Juju. And while I don't think that Ben Roethlisberger is going to have the type of season that he did last year when he threw for over 5,000 yards, I, I, I still think this offense is good. I think Devin Bush is an absolute stud in the middle of that defense. I don't think that you're talking about you know an 11-12 win season, but I think that Pittsburgh in that division um, is a good play to make the playoffs. A team that, that, that I feel like the market is hot on Pittsburgh every year is, is kind of that sleeper to come out of the AFC and contend with the Patriots and then Obviously, with Le'Veon Bell, uh, Antonio Brown out of the fold, the market kind of cooled on them, and I'm actually going to jump on them um, this season as well. And then uh, the other the other team that I think um, to make the playoffs is the I'm, I'm going to roll with you here with the Vikings at plus 125. Um, you know, I wasn't willing to take the the price on the division, but you know, if they can, you know, if they can actually reach their true potential and they could, they could win 10 games this season, then I think that I'll, uh, that I'll take the plus 125 in Minnesota. When we, when we talk about it, and this isn't, um, you know, this isn't anything earth, earth shattering. I'm sure if you're betting on the NFL and betting in the NFL market, then I'm sure you know about the teams that didn't make the playoffs, you know, the new teams that always make the playoffs the next year. The Vikings were one of the teams um, that I talked about in one of my articles that if, if we're talking about fresh teams in the playoffs, then this is probably your pick here. Um, and a team that, that's probably poised and has the potential to, to make noise in the, in the playoffs. Yeah, I like all three of those picks, frankly. Um, Thanks, I man. really do. Yeah, you're welcome. Appreciate See how it. we do things See? when I'm host. I'm like, man, your picks are great. And I'm over here like, ah, your Texans pick. Well, you know what, Dan? That, 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 you know, I, I respect your pick. It's a terrible pick. That I'll take that. No, I'll take kidding. it. I'll take the respect, frankly, because it's better than what you were giving me before. Look, again, Mrs. Kaloje, just teach your son better manners, okay? Because I know you're listening. And that you love this podcast right now. Okay. So, look, I, I do like all of those. Uh, I'm going to talk about the Steelers probably a little bit later. Um, but I, I do think that the Vikings are really an intriguing team. And they're they're one of my favorites um, at their odds to either win the NFC, which we'll talk about in a bit, or even win the Super Bowl. Because they're the type of team where if things go right, they're going to be really, really, really really good and so it's one of these things where as the odds grow especially you know their, their team if they get home field especially they're going to be able to really make some noise so i do like all of those teams for me as i mentioned earlier uh, i like the bills at plus 350 and the jets at plus 275 so as you mentioned and for all the reasons absent brady going down with essentially a season-ending injury it's almost impossible to see any team in the afc east other than the Patriots winning that division. But the bottom line is that the AFC East this year has a really easy schedule. All the teams do. 
And that's why I talked earlier when our, I think our uh, last episode about the Bills, I like them over uh, six and a half um, wins for the for the year. The defense overall is very solid. I like Josh Allen. Generally speaking, I, you know, he, he's got accuracy concerns, but over a full season, I think he's certainly going to improve the team. They've got that. The running back, they added John Brown, but really it's mostly about the schedule. I mean, especially when you look at the Bills, right? They open at the Jets, then they're at the Giants, then they're home against the Bengals, then they play the Pats, but then it's at the Titans, a bye, and then the Dolphins. They could legitimately start 5-1. and one. And then you throw in games against Washington, at Miami again. They've got home games late in the year where it's always tough to play against the Broncos and the Ravens and the Jets. So I, I think they can surprise. And the teams like the uh, the AFC North and the AFC South, they're going to have to beat each other up a little bit. So I could see them basically getting maybe to 9-7, and seven, or if everything broke right, maybe 10-6, and six, but 9-7. and seven, They're getting the 10th best odds to make the playoffs. So I like them at plus 350. And for similar reasons, I like the Jets, even though the odds are worse at plus 275. I really do think that the offense is going to be very good this year. I see Darnold, you mentioned it earlier, having uh, some growth this year uh, with Gase. I think Le'Veon Bell is going to add some stuff. I like adding Jamison Crowder to the team. I think the front seven is going to be solid with the Williams boys. The loss of Avery Williamson definitely hurts, but C.J. Mosley is still there. And their cornerback situation is, is terrible. But I do think that Greg Williams can get creative enough to buy them a few wins. So essentially, when you look at the their schedules, I mean, they, the Jets like the Bills. I mean, they, they're against the Giants, the Redskins, the Bengals, the Raiders. They've got the two against the Dolphins. I think they both have a chance to at least make some noise. Again, not win the division, but to make the playoffs. Yeah, I like them both. The Jets at almost 3-1, to one, 275, and the Bills at plus 350. I, I, you know, I really like what you said about the Vikings when you talked about if things go right, then this team could be very dangerous. I, I feel like last season was very, very reminiscent and cut from the same cloth as basically every Chargers team, and all you were kind of missing was, you know, um, an embarrassing moment in the playoffs because it seems like every season you have a team like the Chargers who has a you know a very, very high ceiling, and all you need is just a couple things to go right, and then it ends up crumbling and bottoming out. But Minnesota, man... When you talk about the defense, the defense last season, I know they took a step back, but the pieces that they have in that defense is absolutely unreal. And, you know, you think that with Kirk Cousins in the fold, with the receiving corps that he has, a healthy Delvin Cook, you know, obviously the offensive line isn't all that great, but, you know, there are pieces to work with. And I feel, I feel like if Minnesota taps into its potential, then the sky's the limit. So I'm all I really with the, feel, I, I feel really like the addition with I feel like the addition with Kubiak there, too. I, I feel like he's going to really, you know, I know he's not, I don't know what his title is. I always get it. I think, you know, offensive assistant. Yeah, something. Whatever he is. I mean, I, you know, I, he runs the zone blocking scheme. Cook is familiar with that. I think it's going to help. I think they're going to get uh, Cousins out in like play action passes a little bit, open up the offense a little bit. I, I, I again, they are certainly one of my favorites uh, to win the uh, the NFC generally and, and the Super Bowl, given their current odds. You ready for this, Dan? Gary I'm Kubiak ready. is an offensive advisor. He advises the offense. You know what? I can advise the offense. I, I don't understand why people like us can't get that. I, I can advise anybody you want. I really don't know what that means, frankly, but I do know that when Kubiak touches an offense, it generally gets better. So I, I really, the Vikings, even though I do like the Packers to win their division at the odds, because I, I do think there's, I, I really expect the Packers to be good. And the Vikings, I, I think, have the path to be really, really good. But I think they also have a path to not be quite as good at all. So I, I think the upside of them with the with the greater odds, as we'll talk about in a minute, really makes me like them there. But other than that, I, I, I personally, for the division-wise, 
I like the Packers the best. All right, so let me just recap here. You like uh, to make the playoffs. You like, uh, oh, goodness, did I forget it already? Oh, the Eagles? Steelers? Well, the, the Eagles? Eagles, Steelers, right. and the Vikings, yes. The Eagles at minus 175, that's right. Uh, the Steelers at uh, even, uh, and the Vikings at plus 125. I get. Uh, I like a little more odds. I like the Bills at plus 350. And I like the Jets at plus 275. All right, so we are going to be moving now over to our NFC and AFC winners. But before we move on, I do want to mention another one of our sponsors, Sideboss. If you want to start dipping your toes into the sports betting waters, but you're not really ready to risk your own money yet, then you really need to check out Sideboss. Because they are offering a free-to-play season-long NFL handicapping contest with $50,000 in cash prizes. Here's how it works. You pick five games per week for all 17 weeks of the NFL season, and you can earn the title as the boss with a $15,000 grand prize. But it's not like the $15,000 grand prize is all that's up for grabs there. Sideboss is going to be awarding quarterly and weekly prizes all season long. And if you go 5-0 in any week, you're going to win some money. And you might be thinking that, well, you're terrible at handicapping. That works fine, too, because the last place finisher earns the title of Donkey Boss and gets $1,000 in cash. And if you're feeling a little more confident as the season goes on, that's great because Sideboss will also be offering pay-to-play games throughout the season. Just go to Sideboss.com, click to play the 2019 Pro Football Pick'em Contest, and enter the promo code BETTINGPROS upon sign-up. That's Sideboss.com, promo code BETTINGPROS. All right, Alex, let's get to some conference winners, and let's start with the AFC. Who do you like here? Yeah, I think I'm just going to go with the same pick here and go with the Steelers at 11-1 uh, to 1 at plus 1,100. Um, everybody up top feels properly priced um, when you're talking about the pecking order of New England, Kansas City, Indianapolis, and obviously the Chargers every year. They're a team that I feel like every year I'm like, this is, this is the year. They're going to come out in the powder blues every week. Philly Rivers is going to... You know, throw for 450. The defense is solid, and truly the team is talented, but it's, it's just a team that I've been burned by so many times in the past that I can't bring myself to take them this year. Um, so there are some teams that I feel like are properly mispriced. Um, you know, I, I can't believe we're living in an era where Cleveland actually has shorter odds than Pittsburgh. Um, right. You know, but but to me, I think that I think the real value play for me here is is Pittsburgh at eleven to one again, just basically for all the reasons that I talked about earlier. Um, I, I feel like they're kind of being disrespected in the market, and again, I still feel like this is a talented team. Um, again, you know, every team has flaws, and you know, the Steelers are very similar to that. But um, again, I, I think the talent's there. You need a veteran quarterback to to go toe to toe with the Kansas Cities and the New Englands of the AFC, and and I think. Uh, with with Luck's injury to the Colts, um, obviously that kind of puts a, a hold on things. And um, the Steelers, to me, are the best value play at eleven to one. I actually completely agree, and Thank I'm not you. just saying that to, to butter you up this time, like I was with all the rest of your picks, which I hated but pretended just Thank so you, you'd Dan. be happy. And, uh, have a good rest of the show. No, I, I think the Steelers at plus eleven hundred also is probably the best value. Look, that division is going to be a dogfight, um, but you know they could win it. They're in the playoff hunt every year. Despite the loss of Antonio Brown, I really don't expect their team to look that much different. They've still got the solid defense. And again, you talked about it. When you're talking about the winner of uh, a conference at this point, you've got to have a team that's got the shot to win in the playoffs. If they can get home field, and again, you've said it, they they will randomly lay an egg in the playoffs like they did against Jacksonville a couple of years ago. They are very easily, they can look like world beaters and they can just come out there 
and completely fall apart. But in the end, when you're looking at teams and you're looking at the odds, teams that can really make a noise and you can see a path to them winning the conference, I certainly think the Steelers at plus 1,100 are definitely right up there. And again, you you talked about it. The Browns are at plus 750. I mean, I, look, I, I know the public loves the Browns. And frankly, I, I've tried to, to get off them just generally, like looking at their over-under win total, which we talked about a couple of shows ago, which I think is nine and a half. And, you know, the public loves them. And when that happens, I really like to kind of go the other way if there's a reason to, because that's generally what the sports books expect. They expect the public to go one way. And to the extent they do, the other way is probably going to be the better value. And it's hard, though. It's hard to get off the Browns. So I get it because they are talented and they do have a good shot this year. But plus 750 versus plus 1100 for the Steelers, that, that's way too much. And and I really think that of everyone, the Steelers at plus 1100, I, I agree. That's probably the best bet. Yeah, the Browns, the Browns love's funny. It's been a, a very interesting storyline, to say the least. La- you know, could you imagine if this season they were on hard knocks with everybody, you know, jumping on board? Last season, it was fun to watch the public kind of, you know, buy into Baker and, you know, now they have Odell and, you know, I wish I would have jumped on some Browns futures before all the moves started happening. Obviously, it's easy to say that in hindsight, you know, and when things are in the rear view mirror. But yeah, it's to me, it's just it's kind of getting to the point where um, it's it's getting blown out of proportion a little bit. So, yeah, there there were some there were some numbers, you know, previously in the market that that were doable. I think eight and a half, uh, you know, if you got eight or eight and a half, I I thought that, you know, that was. that made a lot more sense than it does nine and a half and expecting a team, you know, who hasn't had a winning record since Nam to finish with 10 wins. You know, it seems like a stretch, especially with, uh, you know, Freddie kitchens. I'm not exactly sure if, if, you know, he deserves all the, all the credit that he's getting so far. And I know Baker is obviously talented and you add OBJ and, and really the Browns rebuild in itself, um, kind of happened all really really quick you know they don't have a lot of holes but still it's it's you know not it's a team that's not really accustomed to winning and you you know you want to see how they respond if they you know you know if they face any sort of adversity but to me when you stack up the browns and the the steelers talent wise roster you know roster wise i don't i don't think that uh there's you know that big of a discrepancy between uh between the two clubs yeah and you could see them going south real quick right if they get off to a terrible start just sort of the the personalities on that team, you could definitely see it. So for me, right. certainly the odds would have to be much better for me to consider taking them. I really don't like anybody else no. kind of in the <laughs> AFC. I mean, the only other ones that I was thinking of is this. It, I would monitor the Colts closely because if luck does look like he's progressing and looks like he's going to be healthy for week one, then at plus 700, I would be intrigued by that because I do think that they're a dynamic team. They're pretty much elite across the board. So if they are able to have luck as a healthy quarterback, I I wouldn't mind doing that. I also, frankly, I would not be opposed to just throwing money down on both the Patriots at plus 325 and the Chiefs at plus 400. Mm -hmm. They're not great odds, but it's really tough to see another team kind of peeking through there. And when you're getting three or four on your money, uh, I, I could see doing that. And the only other one I like, which I know you hate because we've talked about it. And again, it's <laughs> just Texans. sort of I, I, the Texans, they're plus 1700. I, again, it's a team where I think if everything goes right, and that's really what I'm looking for. If everything goes right, they could be a really, really good team if they stay fully healthy. And again, if they are able to maybe get home field advantage because they're able to win that division or anything like that. And again, at this point, they're battle tested. They don't do that well in the playoffs, but they, they certainly have been there at this point. So really, those are the only other ones I like in the AFC. I don't know if there's anything else that you saw that you thought represented good value. 
Yeah, no, there really isn't. Like, after you get past that first tier, I think there are obviously certain teams that have higher ceilings, you know, with Buffalo or, or New York, if, if Darnold takes, if Darnold or, or Josh Allen, you know, if either one of those guys takes the next step. And I think Josh Allen's kind of in a more suitable position with the defense that he has playing on the opposite side. Um, but again, you know, there's there's nothing, and I, and I like the way you phrase that too, where you can you can see a team winning. You know, it, sometimes all it takes is looking at a team and thinking about the coaching staff, and, and you know, I know it sounds cliche, but I think that you can oftentimes look at a team and think there's no way that a team like X or Y is going to do anything in the playoffs, whether it be because of the quarterback play or any holes on the roster or the coaching staff, where you can say there's no way that this team can do it with what they have and the personnel that they have. And there are certainly teams with higher ceilings um, in the NFL, and, and there's really nobody past that first tier that I'd be even willing to take a flyer on, whether it's Jacksonville or Tennessee or you know Denver, a team like that, that that would actually make noise and it would be sensible. So for me, it's, it's Steelers or bust. Yep, I, I completely agree, honestly. Um, so at plus... 1100 that is uh both our choice how about for the nfc any teams that you see that you think represent pretty good value yeah i like the eagles at plus 550 i actually think that they are the most talented team in the nfc and there are a lot of really good teams in the nfc um you know i think right now the vikings i mean for as talented as a team like the vikings are for them to have the three six the seventh longest odds i mean that says something and yeah, that's plus 1300 that i agree yeah, i agree it's 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 crazy when you when you stack up the you know the, the top half of the nfc and how good they are and you know it should be a dogfight again um there are going to be some really really good teams left out of the postseason um again this season in the nfc but the rams to me being the front runner in the nfc i don't think that makes sense um i think jared goff even though he's in an offensive friendly system today, I was talking about him being kind of long at 32 to one for the, for the MVP, just based off system and the stats he's going to put up. I thought that was long, but overall, I, I, I think the Rams take a, a massive step back. And I think the Eagles specifically, when you're talking about championship caliber teams and talent on the roster, I think that they are right up there with the Patriots. I think the coaching staff's great. The analytics department's great. The front office is fantastic. There really aren't any holes on the Philadelphia Eagles as a whole. Obviously, the biggest thing is Carson Wentz and his injury, but obviously I'm not capping a season for the Eagles where Carson Wentz misses games because I can't cap that. But overall, when you look at both sides of the of, of the team for that for that squad, I just I, I don't see how they don't make a run this season, um, even with Wentz's injury history. They had another really, really good draft. They've had a couple consecutive really, really, really good drafts, and I just think that they reload. And I, I'm all over Philadelphia Futures this season, um, division, NFC, Super Bowl, you name it. Yeah, they certainly, I mean, look, the, the organization from top to bottom is extremely well run. At this point, they're on the forefront uh, of everything analytical. I mean, their odds, I mean, you know, look, the Rams and the Saints are both at plus 450. They have uh, the worst odds. And then it's the Eagles at plus 550. And then there's a pretty big drop down to the Bears at plus 900, which I really don't like. But, uh, you know, at 550, you know, I think that's a little, I think I'd want more. Too steep uh, for you. Yeah, 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 it's too yeah. steep for me. A little bit. I, I get everything you're saying. And they are great. And, you know, but I, look, I... I I'm not even positive that they're going to win the division. I would pick them, of course, to beat the Cowboys. I would. Uh, they're the favorites, and they should be. But I, I don't even feel overly confident um, in that. And again, you don't want to handicap the injuries. But once 
you know, look, it's two seasons in a row now. You, you have to at least factor that in. So for me, I think the odds are a little short there. I do love the Vikings at plus 1,300. We've talked about them plenty. But the same reasons that you mentioned earlier, I also like the Falcons at plus 1,400. Again, I have questions about them. But I do think that if they get into the playoffs, look, you trust. You know, Matt Ryan's been there. They've shown that they can win and go on a run um, in the playoffs. And for the same reasons, I kind of like the Seahawks at plus 1,500. Look, you can kind of, sort of like with the Patriots, I kind of throw out the personnel that's on the team at this point because Russell Wilson... He just doesn't finish with a losing record. Pete Carroll always seems to squeeze as much juice as he possibly can out of that defense. If the Rams do take a step back and if this if Seattle can somehow get home field or anything in the playoffs, then they're going to be able to make some noise. So I don't love anybody here either. The the conference winners are not really sticking out to me. But that in that band, the Vikings at plus 1300, the Falcons at plus 1400, the Seahawks at plus 1500. That's kind of where I think if I do go in here. That's where I'd be. It's funny because, you know, I came into the podcast with, you know, a couple futures here and there, a couple of totals. I'm going to walk out of here having all sorts of Vikings futures because you were just talking me into into taking this team in the futures market. And, and the more I look at it, the more I'm like, you know what? I'm going to kick myself if this team wins the NFC North because they're going to do damage in the playoffs. And I should probably take a gamble on such a team, on a team with such a high ceiling. And maybe it's just the the bad taste in my mouth from last season and everybody quick to tell me that Kirk Cousins can't beat a winning team. But man, the more that we talk about it, the more that I like the Vikings in a lot of different areas this season. To be yeah, to certainly be when the odds you. get big, like they do for you know winning the conference or winning the Super Bowl, I think that's really where you go after a team like them. So I do expect them to be good this year for sure. Um, so just to recap, the uh, NFC conference winners, I kind of like the Vikings. You sound like you you may too. <laughs> you know, yeah. mark, mark me down for some Vikings. All right, <laughs> Vikings at plus thirteen hundred. Alex and I are both in. Uh, I also kind of like the Falcons at plus fourteen hundred. The Seahawks at plus fifteen hundred, and you like the Eagles at plus five fifty. All right, so now we are going to finish up with our favorite bets for Super Bowl winners. Before we do that, I want to remind everyone, we've got about a week left in our August contest where we're giving away a signed Christian McCaffrey Panthers helmet from our friends at Pristine Auction. All you need to do to be entered into the contest is to leave a review for the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher and send a screenshot of that review to contest at bettingpros.com. That is all. At the end of August, we're going to randomly select a winner. And again, the reviews have come in, and thanks for that, guys. But remember, it is a new podcast, and this contest is not going to have a zillion entries. So you've got a legitimate chance to win this. Just screenshot your review for the podcast and send it into contest at bettingpros.com. All right, let's finish it up. I mean, should we all just take the Patriots here to win the Super Bowl at plus 700 and be done with them, or what? What do you want to do? I guess I guess you have to give me the Eagles right now at plus thirteen. Yeah, you're, my, I mean, if you don't chips, take the Eagles, no, you're doing it wrong. Then there's something wrong. Then then I, then my analysis is absolutely flawed if I don't do that. But yeah, I, I'll take the Eagles at thirteen to one. And there were some numbers out there earlier. At, I believe it was twenty two to one or fifteen to one, something a lot longer than that, and, and more attractive prices. But even at thirteen to one, I, I'd still take the the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. And I've I've never had a lot of luck in the in the futures market, win totals have been okay. Um, probably split 50-50, and I've probably juiced out. But I've, I haven't had much luck with conference winners, Super Bowl in the past, and I don't expect to um, this season again with the Eagles. But yeah, they're they're the pick right now at thirteen to one for me. Yeah, absolutely. You're going to be all in on them um, for me <laughs> again, and not to go back to it, but for the same reason. I do like the Vikings at plus 2,800. I think those are pretty good odds given their upside. But I've held one team back, and I, I briefly mentioned them earlier. But, I, I, you know, the odds are long, and I like it. 
which are the Panthers. Panthers. The Panthers at plus 4,800. Look, they are a good team. It is about Cam Newton's health, and that's really it. People kind of glossed over it last year, but mm-hmm. Norv Turner really had a solid impact on the offense. They really improved Cam's efficiency. And remember, they were 6-2 and two last year before he got hurt, and they were really unlucky. They were 2-7 and seven in one-score games last year. The defense is still strong. I also like them at 2,100 to win the NFC, by the way. I was just sort of holding them back for my big special. But at 4,800, I mean, you they can really be a really, really, really good team this year. And I think if they are, and if Cam stays healthy, and if that defense is as strong as we expect, and again, they need to avoid injuries for the most part. But if they do, they're one of the teams that you can, for me anyway, I could easily see them being elite, sort of like the Vikings, where you're sort of, you're like, this is a team, I could see them not being great. But I do see a path where if things go well, they could be really elite. So I think when you're getting 40, plus 4,800, I mean, that for me is something where I'm definitely going to have a little action on. Yeah, no, it, it's funny you say that, Dan. I mean, imagine if last season when... Where they start six and two, and I think that they lost however many games to close out the season. If you if you play that season in reverse, and they actually end the season on a high note, I'm curious to see you know to wonder how the market would react to that, um, and if it's you know the way that it is now because of how they ended the season and not how they started it. But again, I think it's funny because my shtick with the Carolina Panthers is I, I can't bet them because I never know what I'm going to get. You know, if I take the over, Cam's, you know, getting stuffed on fourth and one. And if I take the under, it's 35, 21 and a half. And, and Cam's sure. going off. He's ripping his shirt off. He's he's handing towels to kids for his sixth <laughs> touchdown of the day. But, yeah, Carolina is just a team that I can never really figure out. And so, to me, they're kind of hands off, at least for right now. I'm sure once the season starts, there are going to be some spots where I'm going to be, you know, taking some some totals and um, and whatnot because I've loved to play Carolina totals in the past, and I'm sure that I will fall into the trap of doing that again because I have no self will. Um, but uh, but but to me, yeah, there's there's so many question marks for Carolina to me, especially with Cam with his shoulder, and you know, I don't want to read too much into the lines because then I start overthinking everything. But to me, once you once you have a team that you can never really project and then you have a starting quarterback whose health is a concern, to me, that's that's when all bets are off. So the reason I didn't talk about Carolina was because, to me, I just I, I can't get a read on them. No, I, honestly, I do think that's fair, except when we're talking here where you're talking about the big odds, because if things go well, I could see this, you know, because realistically, when you think about it, there just aren't that many teams that you can see winning the Super Bowl. There, I mean, and again, you pointed it out earlier when we joked about the Lions. You never know. It's the NFL. Anything can really happen. But realistically, to me, the Panthers are a handful of teams where if I draw things up and I make the best case scenario, can I see the Panthers winning the Super Bowl? I really, really can. So they're not a team who I'm like, I want to bet them to win the division because I don't like the odds. When you're talking at plus 4,800, to me, that's something where you're able to go in on. So I'll go in on that. And when they win, I will treat you to like a steak dinner or something like that. How about that? If if the Panthers if the Panthers win the Super Bowl and the Texans go 4-12, and 12, then I will give you that. you got to give okay. me at least one of those. All right. All right. I, I will definitely take that. Then. <laughs> All right. So just, just to sum up, my, my favorite for the Super Bowl is the Panthers at plus 1,800. 
You like the Eagles at plus 1,300. And we both obviously are Closet Vikings fans. Yes. And we would probably get in on them at plus 2,800. That, that seven and nine season is going to be so good. I can't wait. I know. We're going to love it. We'll revisit it. We'll be like, we never said that. Check the tape. We hated the We Vikings. called them a low floor team. But we knew Obviously, we always knew this. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for today's show. Alex, remind everyone where they can find you on Twitter so I don't have to spell your last name again. Yeah, no problem. At Alex Kolodzie. That's A-L-E-X. That's the easy part. And then K-O-L-O-D-Z-I-E-J. Well, I really enjoyed having you on. I hope we can do it again during the season. Yeah, Dan, thanks so much for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And I want to again say thank you to the sponsors of today's show, PlayMGM, where you can place your first wager of up to $100 risk-free on the PlayMGM Sports app when you use our promo code Harris. And SideBoss, where you can participate in their free handicapping contest and win a ton of prizes. Just go to SideBoss.com and use the promo code BETTINGPROS. Hope you enjoyed today's show. We're going to be back next week with some more betting advice for the upcoming NFL season. I'll talk to you then.